SaaS people to the SaaS Revolution show, bringing you front row seats to the SaaS Revolution, courtesy of Sascribe Media. I'm your host, Alex Zuma, and uh, super excited to be joined today by uh, Sujan Patel. Uh, welcome, Sujan. Yeah, thank you for having me. Super excited about today's conversation. Yeah, actually, I, sh- I should have just asked you, am I pronouncing this uh, Suyan or Sujan? Sujan, actually. Sujan, Sujan, there we go. Okay, <laughs> it's so, all good. Yeah. Um, um, you so, get it close, I'll answer. Okay, okay, cool. So, uh, so Sujan has, um, uh, I guess for those that, uh, that don't know, but uh, uh, you, you know, Sujan has over 12 years of internet marketing experience and has led digital marketing strategy for companies like Salesforce and Mint and Intuit and uh, was also the founder and CEO of uh, uh, Single Grain, which was a, uh, or still is, a digital marketing agency, but, uh, uh, but Sujan sold that in 2013 and later in 2014, after potentially some, some time off, uh, um, uh, you joined, as I understand, one of your favorite clients, uh, When I Work, uh, which is where you're working today as, uh, as, as VP of Marketing. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. Uh- I I do a lot of different things. Uh, so my my main kind of what what keeps my day occupied is when I work dot com, um, but I also have a couple. Um, I call them projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, some would call them companies or startups, but I want to make them make more money and <laughs> get them a little further along before I call them full fledged companies. Um, one is narrow.io and the second one is contentmarketer.io. Both, um, both problems I saw at, that I faced in the industry that I wanted to come up with solutions for. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I guess it's interesting. You know, some people, um, you know, uh, may call them projects or side hustles or, or, or companies. Um, and uh, it, it's good to un- understand your sort of view on on, on what they are, because I guess you know if we if I went to contentmarketer.io, I would de- definitely look at it and think this is a company and and, and not a project. Um, uh, so it's uh, interesting to hear your 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 viewpoint on that. But what what also I find um, uh, well I, I think very interesting is that uh, you know you work or uh, you know around six. Six days a week, but obviously you've got your day job, um, uh, you know, which is uh, which is when I work, and then uh, you know to keep you busy or whatever. You, you're doing content marketer uh, and narrow in the evenings, and you're writing. I think what six posts a week. Um, I mean, that's uh, it's an incredible amount of things uh, to do. And, and in fact, I, you know, I am going to ask, you know, how do you find the time to do that? But actually, I even saw that. Um, you've just posted an article on Pulse about pretty much kind of, you know, how you structure your day and you find your time. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I guess for those that haven't read that yet, um, you know, maybe you could share some insights and, you know, how you manage to do everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's, it's, it's really just a lot of hard work. So, one of the things, it's, it's actually kind of just backing up a step. It's funny because I wish the amount of hours and energy I expend on what I'm all the couple things I'm doing I wish I was able to do that single grain um I just physically wasn't able to I think my mind wasn't ready but kind of explaining what that is is you know I wake up every morning early six o'clock usually somewhere between five thirty and six and I get ahead of the day 
Uh, and then, you know, from like eight to six ish is that's kind of my when I work. That's my day job's time. I don't do really any any things that that are for me. Obviously, emails and things like that along the way might be answered. But then in the evenings, um, I try to connect with one or two people um, a day. One of the things I don't think I've blogged about this much yet, or actually I, I might have mentioned it subtly in blog posts. I try to connect with one new person a day, and typically it turns out to be three or four people every day. So um, I get to learn, I get to help out people, have great conversations. Um, yesterday I was able to talk to Dan Norris, um, talked about how he launched his awesome new content marketing uh, book called Content Machine. Anyways, I'm learning all the time. And so during after hours, from you know, kind of after work, 6 to 10, 11, whenever I get to sleep, what I'm doing is essentially testing, learning, talking to people. Think of this as my night, like growth hacking or throwing shit at the wall. Um, I'm sometimes I'm writing. Um, well, actually, usually I, I do write, but it's in the form of recording an audio. So um, that's kind of things I'm doing in the evenings that essentially help when I work during the day. Or what I my my new growth process is come up with an idea. Um, and I just kind of came up with this formally, like read cool articles, talk to cool people, you know, just brainstorm things, come up with an idea, test it on me, measure the results. If it's successful, test it on one of my companies or projects. If that works, test it on one or scale it on when I work. And then if all goes well, blog about how blog to the world about how well it worked and how to repeat it. Well, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, I think, you know, extremely uh, interesting sort of insights there. And uh, I, I think, you, you know, you're probably not the only person, or almost certainly not the only person that, that's doing that. But, you, you know, you're, you're talking about it and writing about it. And uh, you're, you're perhaps maybe doing a little bit more than, uh, than most. Uh, you, you know, certainly for me, um, you know, it resonates around the... Uh, the the day job and the um, you know the the projects sort of in the evening, but to do kind of two projects and everything else on top, um, you know I think I would just kind of suffer. I'm sure from a, a mental fatigue and, and burnout. I mean, how how do you avoid uh, that? Do you you know are you still f feeling fresh on you know Saturdays and, and Sundays? No, you know that's a, that's a great that's a great question. It's it's one of those things. I actually went through a burnout, and um, when I sold Single Green, that was you know that was my burnout phase. Um, it was more of a mental burnout than a physical one. I wasn't actually physically working you know too hard, but mentally, from all the stress and all the things that were happening, I was just tapped. Uh, I couldn't. My my judgment was clouded, um, and and how I do it now. Um, is really um, a couple different ways. One, I have a lot of different hobbies. I love cars. I love uh, motorcycles, and um, I'm an adrenaline junkie. So uh, some weekends I'll just turn off completely. Try to do this once a month, once every other month. I like to travel as well. So um, part of when I work um, requires me. So I'm based in Austin. The company's based in Minnesota. So I travel naturally for work. Um, I get my good ideas. I get to turn off. Like when you're on a plane with no internet and like a crappy movie, 
<laughs> it helps you just kind of you have to you have like two options watch this bad movie or go to sleep and just turn off and so I get to do that every once in a while but I also just enjoy life on the times I have it and uh, unplug every once uh, once a month or twice a month or once every other month okay okay very cool yeah I mean I mean for for, for me um, you, you know sometimes I would find it you know challenging you know during the uh, the, the day to you know, not let my mind sort of veer to the, the project as such and stay focused on the on the day job. And then, you know, when it, it, they almost kind of, uh, I guess, kind of blend, you know, into each other, it's very hard to kind of, you know, separate. Uh, and that, that creates this kind of mental fatigue. So it was kind of interesting for me. I, I, I almost kind of feel, you know, burnt out by the, uh, by the weekends uh, these days and don't have the, the, the energy to, to do uh, anything else. So it's just interesting to see, you know, what you do for, from your side on, on that basis. But if we, we move on to, um, uh, I guess, your projects, as you said, conceptmarketer.io um, and narrow.io, you're bootstrapping both of those, um, right? Yep. And, yeah. and, and have you decided to do that because, um, I guess, well, because you're, you're obviously you have a day job uh, or, you, you know, uh, what, what is the, the, the reasoning, uh, reasoning that, you know, you're not going for external funding and going all in uh, on those? Uh, a couple of reasons. Um, one is that I love the freedom. <laughs> I, I love the freedom of, uh, of just being able to do what I want when I want with those companies. I want to get them a little more mature. Uh, both of them launched in July. So we're, you know, I'm, I'm talking about 45-ish days out. Um, both of them are, are doing well. Um, let's see. So, so first and foremost, I want to get, before I even think about money, I want to get six months behind me, mm -hmm. maybe a little longer, and, and see if these are uh, these are going to be, Ten million dollar, twenty million, hundred million dollar businesses uh, in its current incarnation. It looks possible, but I would like to get some pro progress. And you know, the thing people uh, people don't realize when raising money, and, and this is something that I've learned from helping and working with tons of companies, uh, and, and and kind of running uh, raising money in the past myself for a failed company is that. Once you raise money, you have to like 10x whatever they give you. So if you raise a million dollars, don't expect anything less than $10 million minimum exit. And that's like an okay exit. They want more. So uh, I don't want to be pressured to do that because if, let's say tomorrow, for hopefully not content marketer, the model doesn't work out, the current like process or whatever breaks, well, um, I can pivot I can stop it if I just say you know what screw this uh, I, I don't want to expend any more money then you know so be it um, I'd like to be able to have those options I also have um, you know a lot of um, and I, I spend a lot of time at when I work and I love working with them um, they're venture backed I get to you know work with the VCs there so I don't want to raising money would require me to, to quit my job and, and go full time on this and uh, I'm not quite ready, and I think I will be as soon as these things call uh, turn from project to company. Okay, yeah, no, no, it, it, it makes sense, and uh, uh, I guess uh, obviously, I mean, well, uh, I, I didn't know how young, um, you know, uh, both companies or projects, sorry, uh, you, you know, were. 
um, in that they're only created in, in July. But I guess, um, you, you know, perhaps, uh, and, and you can sort of comment on this, but, you know, I feel that it, it's easier than ever to start your own business these days, right? Um, but with, you know, with all the incredible software available, um, you know, either it's free or, uh, you, you know, you can, uh, I guess, all, all the SaaS uh, uh, products, perhaps even, you know, such as um, uh, the, the companies that you're sort of creating are, you know, available on a, on a low monthly recurring cost. But despite the, you know, it being easier to start your own business, I, I think, you know, perhaps it's even more challenging um you know as such i mean would you would you agree uh, sort of with that statement yeah i mean i think it's you know it is getting easier and easier to start companies um but that it doesn't mean the companies are any more viable right <laughs> um there's there's still that that element and i think um one of the things i'm really glad i did with with content marketer was that um we had this idea I had this idea like years ago. I've, I've actually built some of these, some of the tools internally. But one of the things I did was when I met Colin, my uh, my co-founder on this, who's this kind of the the developer and, and the kind of genius behind all the back end of everything, um, is that we validated the idea um, with surveys and, and traffic, buying traffic to surveys for a potential idea, and then we spent four or five months building and beta testing it. So we had a few hundred people in the beta. Um, with Nero, we didn't quite do that because the product was a little easier to build and, and, and test um, on a small scale. But I really like the fact that we built it very small. Um, and that gave me time to build up hype and kind of talk about it more, which is probably why you don't know, and most people don't know that it launched a month ago or 45 days ago or so, um, is that it's... It, there's a lot of hype and there's a lot of people talking about it because I had 300 people using the app during the infancies and, and giving feedback. So that feedback was valuable, and I don't think uh, I don't think the company would be you know we wouldn't we have about 150 or so customers right now, uh, paying customers. I don't think we would be there if we didn't test and 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 have those beta testers. Okay, so and that's uh, I mean pretty good. Uh uh, pretty good stats in terms of um, you know 150 paying customers uh, you know at, at this stage. So uh, you know kudos uh, uh, on that. Um, and, oh, thank you. And, and I, I guess from your experience of you know bootstrapping both of those you know projects, you know what what are your kind of top tips um, you, you know on bootstrapping that you you've learned and that you'd be happy to share? Yeah. So first and foremost, um, look at to see like. Let's say you have a problem, right? Usually things start with problems. Uh, come up with your idea. Spend, spend some money, somewhere between $500,000 to validate your idea. And it's okay if you waste the money. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a cheapskate. I'm pretty frugal. I don't want to waste money. But the, there's worse than wasting $500 to $1,000 is proceeding with an idea that you don't really have a market for, or like with that, it's not kind of uh, thought out. So, uh, what I mean by validation is one, first and foremost, ask 20 to 25 people, um, get feedback on the idea, and break your idea down to maybe uh, a sentence. Like, if you can't say your idea in a tweet, it's too complicated. Don't tell people about it, or like, don't ask for validation until you can say it in a tweet. Um, and then I actually go and create a landing page. Like I'll actually go design one or you can go and use like 
Insta page to create a quick landing page. And I did this with my ebook, 100daysofgrowth.com, so that my growth hacking ebook, I didn't actually start writing anything until I validated that people wanted it. I built this landing page on Instacart, or sorry, Insta page. Um, took me a couple hours, but, um, and then I um, drove paid search traffic to it. Essentially, I used Facebook and I targeted people that would be my target demographic. So I was targeting marketers, growth hackers, entrepreneurs, startup founders, what have you. Um, and I got people's feedback. They actually, people started buying it. Like, holy crap, I actually have to make this thing um, now, but, which is a good thing. But um, the easiest thing to do is actually go and pretend like you have the product. Go create the flow or make it very, very simple. And then survey people saying, hey, we're coming really soon. What would you like to see? How much would you like? To, how much would you pay for this? And once you get 100, 200 people to really answer that question um, and give you some of those details, you know you have a really good idea. So before you invest in a single thing, do that because ideas are cheap. Ideas are really easy. A good idea that people want to buy um, is not is is hard to come across. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think you know validation. Um, you, you know, is, is is a really good point there, um, and, and I think the the, the kind of t key takeaway, um, you, you know, so uh, and you mentioned um, uh, it's a, a kind of good segue actually, your your book there, the the, the hundred days of growth, uh, and 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 don't hate me, I'm yet to uh, order it, but uh, I'm going to after the uh, <laughs> after the uh, the conversation. But um, uh, you, you, it's been pretty successful. Uh, you know, sold over ten thousand copies, um, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, what, what I guess I'd like to know, without giving away kind of too much. Um, you know, uh, off the uh, off, off the book is you know what, what what do you think the primary tactics are around growth marketing? Um, you know that SaaS startups, uh, especially, you know, should be doing within the their first hundred days. If you could, you know, define that. Yeah. So you know, I get I get asked this question all the time, and I don't. There's no there's no silver bullet. There's no there's no magic thing that's going to work for all startups because if you're B2B, it's different. B2C is very, very different. But there are a couple things um, that you, at a high level, need to. every company needs to do. One is pre-launch and pre-promotion is very, very, very important. Um, what I mean by that is throw up a landing page, throw up like Launch Rock is like they built the whole company around a splash page. Throw up a little more than a splash page. Talk about your idea um, and get hype. Get people to talk about it, share it, whatnot. The way you can do that is actually through guest posts and writing content. So, um, or communicating with your potential um, customers. So, I actually am finalizing a blog post on this. I'll give you my one little growth hack. So, with Content Marketer, I, um, you know, bootstrapping it. Very little resources except time and. and and time and a little bit of money, more time than anything. Um, I went out to all the blog posts that talked about content marketing tools because we're targeting content marketers and we're a content marketing tool. So I found all the top ranking articles on content marketing tools and I just started commenting on them. I started participating. Um, I commented probably on a little under a hundred articles over the course of two months. And actually, when I did the math, it resulted in 513 new trials. So that's a pretty freaking good conversion rate. And I wasn't really spammy. I wasn't saying like, oh, or promotional saying, hey, like check out my new tool. It was like 
I would I would respond saying, "Oh, these are my these are my three other favorite tools. Here's how I use Buzz Buzz Sumo, or here's how I use this other tool." And and then I'd say, "Oh, by the way, um, one of the things I found is the weakness in content promotion and influencer outreach. I'm working on a tool like this. Anybody here want to give it a try? Shoot me an email, and I'll uh, blah blah blah. You know." So I actually provided a lot of value, and sometimes I didn't even mention content marketer, and I just linked to it in my name, and people came back. So Easy, easy win there, but but really, going back to the point, pre-promotion is very, very, very key. Um, you can launch Facebook ads. What there, you know, there's a number of ways you can. If you're a consumer's product, um, t-shirts or swag or like on the ground, kind of whoever your target demographic is. Um, Uber does a really good job of this, but obviously they have billions of dollars. But there's a lot of easy ways to do that. Uh, but if once you follow the pre-promotion, the next thing is about the launch. Um, I, you know, plan launches. I've now this year done six launches um, for myself. Um, and really, the key is to get the timing right and make sure you have uh, the connection. So what I did was I, I planned when I was going to try to get on Product Hunt, um, who I was going to reach out to try to get me on there. Um, and before that, I made sure I built relationships with those people and helped them. And again, when you're launching something, it's really about building the right relationships to help you. And that means a relationship is a two-way street. You help them as much as they help you, or if not more. Uh, but but launching is key. We know we had an article um, on on Forbes scheduled, and um, you're probably thinking, "Well, you write for Forbes. How how can I do this?" Well. Um, a year, nine months ago now, I didn't write for Forbes. I just, you know, started. And um, why I started writing for Forbes is because I want to get my brand out there. So it was a part of like a bigger initiative to build my brand. And I, you know, it's it's writing for Forbes is not actually as hard as it sounds. But anyways, I, I had a couple guest posts going out um, that were all planned along. Uh, each week, I had one thing going on. So for the month of July, there was just a whole seed of. Um, of things that were talking about me and as a result my goal when I started this year was actually um, I want people to know or tell me uh, and I want to be everywhere and I want to actually my way I measure that is people tell me I see you everywhere and Alex so you I think you mentioned like you see me everywhere yeah. in this conversation you're helping my with my goal so <laughs> anyways uh, what I found from that and achieving that goal was that holy crap when people see you everywhere you have a large influence on their purchase decisions. Um, so if you were to kind of sell something that's very beneficial to them, they'd probably buy it without much questioning. And that's exactly what happened with Content Marketer. So that's kind of my pre-launch launch format. Um, there's a lot of in-between, to be honest. Um, I, I don't have very much experience from after launch to, let's say, 500 k uh, in ARR. I've typically worked with companies that are either not have haven't launched at all and help them get off the ground, or companies in my twelve years that are making five hundred to a million dollars a year plus, and they want to ten x that. So I'm getting into a gray area, which is I'm pretty excited about to solve this problem or um, to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, you, you said it. It's um, what you're doing is, is definitely working. So, for certainly, you know, the, the SaaS startups and, and marketers uh, sort of listening and reading, 
um, they need to kind of take note of uh, uh, of, of these uh, uh, insights because uh, yeah, as I say, you, you know, I, I, I see you uh, pretty much everywhere, and and, and that's why we're we're kind of. Uh, you know, uh, here today and, and having this uh, this conversation, um, you know, because I think you're almost omnipresence, uh, uh, as it were, um, you know, and, and great content that you're putting out there, um, you know, to back up that that presence, you, you know, categorize sort of you to to me as a as an influencer, um, you know, and uh, and therefore you you know we're uh, I guess obviously having this. Uh, Having this conversation today, so um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's definitely paying off. Um, yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, um, you, you know, so I guess you've, you've got this experience bootstrapping. You've got you know a, a ton of experience on, on, on growth hacking and growth sort of marketing. Do you think like uh, you know growth hacking and bootstrapping are a real kind of yin and yang for uh, for SaaS startups? Um, you know, being sort of I guess kind of low cost, innovative uh, you know approaches. Uh, so the, uh, to make sure I understand correctly, is mm. growth hacking and, and um, what was the second part? Sorry. Boot, boot, bootstrapping. Um, are, are they a kind of yin and yang that, that you know, go together? If you're, if you're bootstrapping, you should be doing growth hacking uh, or sh- you, you know, should, should everyone be doing growth hacking? Uh, I guess kind of uh, you know, whether you're small, whether you're bootstrapping, whether you're funded, you're, you know, whether you're big. I think, um, I think everyone should be doing growth hacking. Growth hacking is... Uh, you know, it's becoming quite a buzzword, but really it's, it's in my opinion, growth hacking is taking, taking the least resources to get the most ROI. Whether you have a dollar in the bank or you have $5 million or $100 million, um, you want to try to make something out of nothing, right? You want to make, maybe you have something, you have this like, I'm like, right now you can't see me, I'm holding my hand up, you have this like fistful of stuff, but don't you want to make it a big box of stuff? Right, so that's still like there's that delta between a fistful to a boxful is still huge, um, and it's probably the same as a penny to a million, uh, you know, a hundred dollars. So um, I think everyone should be doing that. The reason I love bootstrapping, and um, I've I failed a lot, uh, I've learned a lot, I've, I've learned from other people, but um, what I love about bootstrapping is that you can't take that away. You can take money away. If you, if you, you know, Dan Martell, he, he said, I, I watched a video of his the other day and he really inspired me and it's kind of what, he put to words what I've been thinking for a long time. For, to be successful, entrepreneur, marketer, what have you, if you take your money, you take your tools, you take everything you have away, how good are you now? I think bootstrapping and, and building from, from, from nothing and using growth hacking tactics to get there builds that character that if you take everything away, you could still rebuild your fortunes because you already did it a few times over. Um, so so to me, that's a skill that no one can rip apart. Yeah, no, no, I, I mean, uh, absolutely. And um, uh, I mean, we see, as you say, you know, with growth hacking, it, it, it's uh, pretty much sort of prevalent within uh, most SaaS companies. Um, because I, I guess kind of SaaS companies are, are, are fairly, uh, I would say most of them are, you know, fairly sort of innovative and, you know, early adopters and they're, they're the, 
uh, I guess, kind of early adopters of this uh, you know, new form of, uh, of marketing. And uh, I guess that there's been a lot of famous examples of, of, you know, great growth hacks that have been deployed by SaaS companies such as Dropbox and, um, uh, you know, I think even like Airbnb, I'm not sure whether you classify them as a SaaS company, for instance, but just one that comes to mind. But, you know, what, what, what is your favorite example of, uh, of a growth hack that's been deployed um, you know, by a, I guess a, a SaaS company, big or small. It doesn't have to be necessarily one of the most you know well-known ones, but one that's uh, I, I guess that you've really uh, thought that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think Airbnb did a great job. I think um, my favorite ones. I, I don't even know if it's called it, it's called growth hacking, but it's Uber is doing a great job at this. It's using the community, right? So they have. Um, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if this is like public information, but Uber has a community, private communities, and encourage their drivers to make these Facebook groups and, and kind of like support groups and they have education for their drivers. Um, and and that's how they're building that that whole side of the market is the drivers are recruiting more drivers and that whole engine is growing. And then on the front end, they have, they're, they have a, a great community team that's doing stunts like ice cream and things like that in different areas. So if you ever, if you pay attention to how Uber enters a specific market outside of the buzz, the news, and you pay attention to the detail, it's very, very, it's amazing how they get into a market, dominate with low prices, start to raise them, build a community of drivers, then they start to do things to the consumer side of the community and they kind of grow. I mean, um, there's also like you know the, the infamous like Hotmail like sent from Hotmail. I mean those are those little things are amazing and, and what what always surprises me or like kind of like it gets my uh, it get, it brings a smile to my face is like when you start to like do these little things that made such a big impact. I mean um, two two examples I I'm doing and have seen so much success with and I just want to showcase how easy it is. One is with WhenIWork.com. Um, we'd send a handwritten thank you card for every customer who signs up for a paid, you know, becomes a paid customer, and that's you know that's like thousands plus uh, of thank you cards. But we have writers in house that are like hand drawing it. We give them, we actually draw their logo of their company, and you know, we, we genuinely mean what we say. Um, we actually two things we did. Uh, Whoever the salesperson or person they've communicated with to become a customer, we put we sign off from their name. So you know, uh, one it resonates with them. It's not just a thank you card from a company. It's from that person they work with. The second thing is we've A B C D tested the messaging to get people to share it. So um, we used to get about two percent of people who shared it. Um, the card because they were just super excited about it. You know, if you get a thank you card and you're surprised, you'd share it. We added a line that says, hey, um, feel free to share this on Facebook or Twitter. And we got 7% of people to share it. Then we added, let's, we went a little further and it said, we said, hey, if you share, share this on Facebook and Twitter, and it might have been a little better messaging than I'm just recalling off the top of my head, and you'll get a free T-shirt. Well, we got 15 or 20% of people sharing it. Now the latest thing we've tested is um, when I work, get, like our, our, our solution is to help save businesses time and money. And um, 
a lot of businesses spend eight to 10 hours a week. So it's like a whole day they're spending on scheduling if they have like 20 employees. So we said, share on Facebook and Twitter what you're doing with your free time. And now we have customer images of people hiking on the beach, like lounging or playing with their kids and like all these things. And that's really the outcome. One, we're, can, we're able to use those as ads of real life stories of our customers saving, doing what our product does. And two, we're at about 25, I believe 25 or 27% share rate from our thank you cards. Now, that's our customers doing our marketing for us. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, uh, well, that's a great uh, idea, you know, for a, for a campaign, I guess. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, I have to say that, uh, you know, these the kind of growth hacks or you, you know, whether you necessarily sort of call them, you know, growth hacks are, are, are certainly, you know, great ideas that perhaps you don't necessarily sort of think of in, you know, in the modern sort of world that actually, you know, you should be, um, you, you know, I guess kind of writing thank you cards and, uh, you, you know, doing, uh, I guess, sort of getting your customers to kind of take, you know, photos of themselves in their in their free time. But the, these, yep. these are kind of, I, I guess, a little bit out of the box, but I guess that's what you, you know, growth hackers are effectively, um, you, you know, are almost kind of employed to do to think, you know, out of the box. Uh, um, so, so that's really good to really good to hear. Um, I've got a, a, I guess, a, a final question um, uh, for you, just around sort of, you know, content marketing. Is certainly, you know, I, I see you as, um, you, you know, one of the, uh, I guess, kind of leading sort of content marketers. Um, uh, you know, today, and, 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 you know, and I think you've definitely got some thoughts around this from uh, some of the stuff that you've written, but, you, you know, as, as the world moves to, you, you know, uh, I guess, you know, almost uh, entirely every company is, um, you, you know, and, and uh, maybe every person at some point, you know, will be, uh, you know, doing some form of content marketing, um, you know, we're seeing this glut of, you know, content online, it, you know, it's pretty overwhelming, um, that you know how much content is out there. Um, you know how can how can companies stand out now and in the future? Uh, you know and be found. Uh, you know amongst all of this saturated sort of sea of content. Yeah. Um, so the simplest thing is is to um, go and write content where people are looking. Right. So um, the the second thing is. Uh, Write what people want, not what you want to write about. Uh, I say this. I, I say this in probably every time I talk to people. It's don't write about what you want to write about. Write about what's what's going to be what people are looking for. What what's interesting. What um, is popular. Um, so do, you have to do a little bit of a research. You use you know you can use um, SEM Rush or do keyword research. Look at like what's been popular. You know, look at what's out there, and then and then you write something. So there, there's that. When I said go where people are looking for at or where they're at I mean is you could start a whole new blog or you could guest post on uh, my blog right like so for example if you if you email me and say hey I have this awesome topic I get I have visitors monthly I have about like 50 60 thousand visitors a month um, I, I might be willing to take your guest post now 
don't quote me, you have to some, you know, set up, send out a good idea and all that stuff. But um, there's a lot of like mid-tier blogs or low, like low to mid-tier blogs that have volume of some traffic, and and you can start to get your name out. At the end of the day, it's it's really more of getting your name out more than it is about owning that. And then eventually, you can move it to your blog, or maybe you can do it on Medium or LinkedIn. Uh, I publish on LinkedIn because yes, I don't own that traffic. It it goes back to LinkedIn, but it's okay. I have such a a far bigger reach than I would if I did it myself or on my own. Yeah, I, I, I think you, you know that's a, a great bit of final advice. And you, you, you know, once again, you, you know, I think having seen your initial uh, or sort of you know, you know, when I when I first sort of came across you, you, you know, it's probably on Forbes or Inc. and you, you know, and so that that's you know, given a, a, a platform if you're writing. Uh, on those publications, you know, to, to millions of viewers and perhaps sort of easier, you know, if you, if you start or, you know, you can guest post on those publications or some of the others that you, you, you mentioned, um, then really kind of starting, I guess, kind of from zero uh, and starting your own blog, which people should do, I think, you, you know, anyway, but uh, um, there, there's a lot of strategies there that we can learn from, uh, I guess, sort of uh, people that have nailed it as, uh, as such, uh, you know, like yourself. So, so, so that, that's really, re- really good to, um, uh, to, to hear and understand from you. So um, I think you say on, on that note, um, uh, we're, we're out of time for the show, but it, it's been uh, really good insights today on, uh, you, you know, on boat, uh, bootstrapping, I'll say bootstrapping, bootstrapping, uh, you know, growth hacking and content marketing. So, you know, thank you very much for your time, uh, Sujan. It's been a, a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was very great to, to talk about bootstrapping. It's it fun to kind of get this stuff out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we'll, we'll be, uh, you know, keeping a, an eye on the progress of, uh, of the projects and looking to see how quickly you're turning those into uh, to companies. And by the sounds of it, it, it could be quite quickly, but uh, uh, let, let's see. And, um, you know, if, uh, if you uh, uh, enjoyed um, uh, this show, uh, uh, you know, um, for, for the listeners at, uh, at home, it would be great if you could uh, rate and review this uh, uh, on iTunes. So we really appreciate that. And uh, you've been listening to the SaaS Revolution show. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, speak to you next time.